signing because this is before emails were really established, etc. So man, how old are you? Well, <laughs> I'd get my carrier pigeon and I'd send it over well, to the other man, and he. Well, last time I remember him cutting his teeth was year seven of the ice skating rink. So you know, he started going. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Going one. Going twice. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be back at the desk as always. I'm getting so good at this intro, I could do it in my sleep. I've got Patrick Berry and John McGregor. It's, it's almost like you do it weekly. It is almost like I do it <laughs> weekly. I tell you what, I'm here and we're here to stay. We're kicking butt. I'm actually, doing it weekly is paying off, and I'm going to tell you why. Three different people have hit me up in the last two weeks with um, praise for our show. Really? I've had, I've, I got pulled over by, um, do you remember Jess Rice from school? Yep. Oh, I really wanted you to say random man on the side of the street. <laughs> well, a random man might come up to me and say something like this. But, yes, I got pulled over by, um, so Jess Rice's brother, Alex, is mm-hmm. really good friends with Sarah, um, his wife, Fran. So drawing a long bow, but <laughs> Fran is actually a listener <laughs> Really? Who, who said, I listen every week, I love it. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, it's not very good. <laughs> and she said, no, no, it's really good. I really like the investor episode. So yeah, they've, yeah. they've actually invested in um, Lontess and buying blocks in Swanwick. So mm-hmm. they actually started a small business. So I'm going to give him a shout out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wellington Motor Works. Um, so Alex is a really good mechanic, does mm-hmm. lots of European cars, BMWs and uh, such. And the only problem I have with this as... Is I'm pretty sure Fran already knows about that business and as our only listener. (laughs) (laughs) No, because then I was going to move on to the next shout out, which was for Megan, who is our listener, who actually she can't do it because she's in on a super yacht in, in in the Riviera. So Megan, if you're listening and your car needs a service, go to Wellington Motor Works. Ricey will look after you. But no, happy birthday for your thirtieth. So there was a third one oh, that I'm I excited. What's the third? I can't remember oh, right now. <laughs> but I did promise someone else I'd shout out to them. <laughs> I was just like, man, all these people. Oh, I know. It's the one you've got. You've got a shout out that you want to give out to a friend of the pod. Oh, Jared. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Upgrading Jared to friend of the pod status <laughs> this week. Yes. <laughs> Jared Bevan, welcome to the friend of the pod status. You've uh, are in, the, in that realm. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the upper echelon, and we'd love to have you back on to discuss unlocked. all things. <laughs> uh, I was actually hoping to see him at Foot Locker's reopening on the weekend, where they had thirty percent off all Nikes. If you didn't get around that, Jared, yeah. it's too late, mate. Who goes out into real uh, <laughs> bricks and mortar stores these days? Pat, it's online or or bust. All right. All right. Jared, mate. <laughs> can't, I can't argue with that. Jared, they've also got white Air Force Ones in stock. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, no, once all the shout-outs are done, um, I thought we'd jump into some real estate stuff. Just wanted to cover off how things are going in the marketplace. Uh, for you, John, how's things out there in the wild uh, selling properties? I, I actually – I'm really enjoying the conversations of these at the moment because this reminds me of the market that I cut my teeth in when I first started where um, – where I'd watched in our office, all the salespeople have this market where they're dealing with multiple offers and, you know, prices are well above the asking price. Like, oh, my God, what do we do? I remember one of them talking about um, signing, because this is before emails were really established, etc. So Man, how oh, old are you? Well, <laughs> I'd get my carrier pigeon and I'd send it over well, to the other man and he'd... Well, last time I remember him cutting his teeth was year seven of the ice skating <laughs> rink. So, you know, he started going. <laughs> nice one. 
Admittedly, the the generations of our salespeople at the time um, didn't like the computers. but <laughs> They only had one and they <laughs> Can I book in 15 minutes on the interwebs? Dinga, 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 dinga. It was a very uh, un, uh, un, unnecessary thing to say <laughs> on the line. So, but what, what was, but there was this moment that uh, it was Dad's story about he was in the board one day and all of them, was, there was just a bit of silence and then one of them said, oh, who turned the tap off? Um, and what they're referring to was actually the um, the change, obviously, in the amount of people that were coming through to open homes, the way in which they were negotiating. Yep. Um, and there was a line that I heard. I think the one little summary that probably a lot of buyers' minds are is that they're going to wait and see, or what's all you know. No, no was what are we talking about, Pat? It was um, what else have you got? Okay. What yep. else have you got? So yeah, not just kind of finding the one and jumping on it. It's kind of. Um, yeah, let's test the market and see what else is out there. I guess we spoke yeah. about this in the open home episode the other week about kind of, you know, doing your research on all the properties and not feeling like you're rushed into yeah. making, making that decision, decision straight away. But this actually, I think the, the real estate agents and our role, we, we have a, a much greater influence, I suppose, on markets like this than we do in a really hot market. Because in the hot markets, uh, I think it's easy for us to have a, I call it the overinflated view of self-importance where the property goes up, everyone flocks to it, and it's just because they have to speak with you that they have to make the offer. But now in these markets, this is where we start to introduce people to properties that they otherwise not would have looked at. Yep. Um, and they do like to look at, um, you know, you, you'll just put three in a row and bring them through and um, spend the time with one client rather than just opening up the doors and waiting everyone to flock to you. So the, the properties will still move, but there's often quite a lot more work involved for us for working for our clients to introduce the properties that the otherwise people won't see. And you're finding that as well, Pat, currently? Yeah, no, I think John is right. Um, there's definitely not as many buyers attending open homes and not as many people jumping to make offers. So you do need to get a bit more creative getting deals together. No, I guess this is a good testing ground for like, the like as you say, you cut your teeth in a pre-email era. Um, but like you guys have been at it for a while. That was such a false statement. <laughs> Have you heard of these electronic mails? Um, but no, you cut your teeth like, and you've had ups and downs in the marketplace, but where a lot of these young upstarts are kind of coming through and haven't experienced a trickier market. Yeah. So you're actually showing like your skill set is this is how we used to do it and this is kind of skills that are useful now. Mm. Well, John's now one of those people that get to say back in my day. <laughs> back in my day. It's surreal, isn't it? It's quite sad actually. <laughs> well, what I, what I wanted to jump into today for um, the rest of the show was kind of talking about how homes used to be affordable, which I'm going to put in um, – what are they right, called? Right. Inverted comments. And I'm going to say, um, are there still affordable homes in Tasmania is a massive question that, um, that we wanted to cover off. And then I wanted to kind of go to the other end of the spectrum. So talk about both ends of the market today. Uh, jump into, are there any affordable houses um, out there? And then wanted to jump into, are there any that are hitting over the million dollar mark? I think more than, more than most. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, it's for the million at the moment. It used to, um, that was several years ago when uh, it made headlines when Hobart got its first million dollar sale. Um, but it just uh, just passes by without anyone, you know, blinking an eye at the moment. Yeah, so. Hold that comment because he wants to get to the million dollar Look, we can jump straight into start. the. Oh, shit. Sorry, <laughs> no, we'll jump with the cheapies first, yeah, John. Yeah. <laughs> while, while people are still yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we'll go to the point where what houses and what areas are people going, actually, this is still good value. Um, what is affordable? Like, what yeah, well, so go, I guess a domain report came out saying that despite um, house prices shooting up by over 50% in key areas of Tassie, um, the latest domain house pricing report showed a handful of regions outside of Hobart still mm -hmm. boasting a median of less than 400000 So yeah, yeah. I guess when I bought, this was kind of um, 
yeah, where prices were at and like less than 400000 was kind of like, oh, man, that's the top of my buying bracket. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to afford over that. If I was looking to buy now, I'd feel like it would be really tricky. But mm. what I'd have to do is travel to some of the places. So this is actually extending the episode out of Hobart and mm. we're looking and at, at taking, Tassie. Potentially taking into account things like we used to speak about where you rent vesting, where you invest where you can afford to buy and then rent where you want to live. Yeah. So yeah. like... It's an interesting look because obviously the the suburbs that are still technically under four hundred thousand they may seem a little bit remote. Like on the list, we have Georgetown, which is at three hundred seventy thousand. You know, we've got Burnie at three hundred ninety thousand, and West Coast properties are still around the the high one hundreds, early two mm. hundreds. They seem like places you'd never consider potentially buying, mm. but there's people that live in those areas and absolutely, and they could make good good rental investments to get you in the market. Over the long term. And think about, remember when we had Chris on, their, all mm. their investments were in um, Devonport and Burnie. And, yeah, and Alveston. Alveston. Yeah. So, you know, from our perspective, r- the regional centres of Tas- Tasmania. Oh, look, people still need shelter, places to live. People need, whether it's in the capital city or out of the capital city. So you're still going to yeah. be able to, um, yeah get your rent collected and, and pay off the mortgage that way if you're an investor on that front. Mm. Or if you're looking to get into the market, maybe it is moving to a regional area, which a lot of people move from the um, the do the tree change to here yeah. to make yeah. that change as well. So well, The West Coast is an interesting one. Um, obviously, everyone knows I like bikes and they've recently just put a giant mountain bike park up in the West Coast. Is that so, near Queenstown? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So, you know, there'll be people out there that see an opportunity like that to – for another Derby type town to exist, yeah. Maybe well, the boom of Derby, Airbnbs pop up. Like yep. Derby went from thirty thousand dollars a property, and I think they had their first million dollar sale. Unbelievable! In, yep. Which is a great segue into yeah. the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, are you finished with the affordable homes, Pat? <laughs> well, there wasn't that many, unfortunately, yeah. anymore. No, what's no. interesting as well, just looking into um, Bridgewater as well. So it's still saying that Bridgewater is quite affordable, uh, with the median now being three eighty. There, which again, it feels like that was quite high for um, for that area yeah. in the past. But yeah, as you well, say, fifty percent growth. In back, back in my day, I used to sell Bridgewater for one hundred and forty thousand. Ah, uh, back in the yeah. pen and paper day. Yeah, back in the pen and paper day. They were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had to actually drive to the vendor's house to get a signature off them. Like you could just send it to them. <laughs> it's long gone. <laughs> It's interesting though, like Hobart as a hub is um, growing, obviously population growth, all these things that we've spoken about previously, we've constantly said kind of you've got to look outside of the um, major centres to kind of um, be able to afford, especially if you're in this first home buyer market. So anybody out there that is in that spot, yeah, maybe that's a consideration that that needs to happen or as we've mentioned, rent vesting um, is another way of of getting yourself in the market, Blake Smedley style. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just another friend of the pod. Oh, we've got three now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think these days you've just got to get a little bit creative. Like maybe your first property is not your forever home. Yeah. Like maybe you've got to, you know, buy somewhere where you wouldn't consider, you know, taking a property just to be able to get into that marketplace Mm. and then level up from there. Mm. Like... You know, it's it's nice to have all the bells and whistles on the very first property, but maybe that's not possible at the moment in the marketplace. Absolutely, and that 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 rule's applied for for the, the longest time, and mm. especially if it's your early, you know, your early days, you've got a you still got decades to move into, you know, an ideal scenario down the road. Yeah. Um, but the good the. The, the interesting thing is, though, is that if you um, don't spend everything you've got in that first time, you're actually going to get to where you want to be quicker because your repayments are less, you're going to be able to build equity faster, you're going to have, you know, better 
um, history when it comes to you know borrowing money as well. So that way um, you'll be able to you know be able to spend more in theory in the future by just making mm. those sacrifices early on. And the most important thing I think is research is king. Yeah, like know your market, know what the marketplace is doing. Don't listen to us. They're probably all great tips. <laughs> no, <laughs> a long way I, I, to I, making I, sure that you get the right choice. It's right there in the disclaimer at the end of the show <laughs> that this should not be used as any for any advice to make any decisions at all. <laughs> Indeed, I love listening to that bit at the end every week and just thinking, oh yeah, we're covered. Yeah, that's covered. But you're right. So you know, we we actually had a client that um, was investing down here, and they'd purchased one of those, um, you know, a house in one of those explosive mining towns that just went through the roof. So. You know, mining companies were paying them eight hundred, a thousand bucks a week for what was effectively, you know, a very small little humpy. Yep. Um, and what happened though is that they bought right at the end of that cycle, so they must have paid, I think they said about seven hundred thousand, and they lost like four, five hundred thousand dollars in equity because they just because it just fell out after the mine went. The the it, town it just, just dried up and it was game over. Up. Because it, like like as Prezi would say, that had no no it's Prezi. Prezi. <laughs> He's got a nickname. Oh. <laughs> We're going to drop the friends as much as we can in here at the moment. Because uh, then because um, obviously there was no surrounding um, uh, foundations of schools and shops and job opportunities. It was just um, boom Mine. market for one thing, and then that, after that one thing left, game over. Game over. Yep, the local agent, he packed up his truck and he drove on down <laughs> <out of> town. <laughs> yeah. to, to the next yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the biggest truck in town too, he took it with him. <laughs> Reminds me of that Dr. Zeus book where... <laughs> Which one? The Lorax. Yeah, the Lorax. Oh, That's yeah. A, I know my Zeus. Lorax? Is that the one where they've got the people buying the... Sneeds? Yeah. Ah. They've got the star on their bellies and they're taking them on and off, on and off. Ah, uh, no, I'm thinking a different one. I'm thinking of the Lorax as the one where he chops down the trees and they build a big factory, yeah, yeah, uh, which I thought Lorax. worked well with yeah. your analogy. But I will take it. I'm not sure about this star one. <laughs> we'll I'm going to bring it. the book in tomorrow. All right, looking forward to it. You're going to be like, shit, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> a story time with the property <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Follow on episode coming yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> Don't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> book club. <laughs> All right, moving on. We do want to get to John's um, segue part. Does anyone have a good segue where we can talk about million dollars? No. Should we should talk about million dollar property? Yeah, <laughs> excellent <That's a> segue. <laughs> um, no, as you said before, kind of the idea of um, a property going for over a million dollars in Hobart was absolute lunacy. It yeah. was kind of never even considered. And now there are ten suburbs that um, are marking their median price at over a million dollars. Straight up. Um, yeah. So last week I tried to get you to guess stuff, but you'd already read the notes. Mm. Pat, don't look at your screen. <laughs> I want to see if I can get you to guess uh, any of the top ten or all of the top ten. Uh, all right, I'll start with um, Sandy Bay. Tick. Oh, wow. Battery Point. Is it there? No. no. Newtown. Yes. Acton Park. Correct. Yes. Um, where else are we going? Uh, uh, North Hobart. Correct. Would West Hobart be on there? Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, Throw in another Hobart. Another. Yeah, yeah. South Hobart. <laughs> yeah, you got hey, it. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> I just still want to bump it for that one. That's that. Uh, we're getting th- we're getting through them. Um, You're we'll down to your it. Eastern Shore suburbs now. Ah, uh, okay. So we'd have to go for um, not Lindisfarne, not Hara. Um, oh, flip. This big, is riveting. Right big now, oval. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Bellarive. There you go. Bellarive hit a, a million. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't looked at the latest quarter stats. <laughs> Sorry for people that live in Bellarive. We do love you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was but just, you're not worth a million, <laughs> according to John. Just, yeah, anyway, um, 
What else are we getting through? What are we up to? Ah, oh, look, I'll just chuck in a few. There's Sanford, there's Sanford. Taruna. I was going to say Taruna, yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the top 10. So they're all uh, median value from May 2022 is over a million dollars. Amazing. It's just crazy. Well, see, why um, Bella Reeve struck me was that there's still very much a, uh, I suppose, affluent couple, you know, um, growing family sort of area. Yep. Um, and, you know, Taruna obviously being the next to Sandy Bay, all those sort of that, and Hobart suburbs obviously, you know, make sense. Um, but I, I guess there's been some huge sales up in that suburb as well, which is going to, you know, move that median above. But well, we just had it a moment ago with one of our staff members, they're, they're buying a million-dollar property in Old Beach, um, you know, and you, we, to think about that conversation only two years ago, they probably would have been saying, oh, I'm negotiating around the 700 mark. Well, I just sold a million-dollar property in Rosetta. Like, there it's ridiculous goes. that there's suburbs in the northern sub- property. It's in the northern... <laughs> Start again. Properties in the northern suburbs that actually achieve those sort of numbers—it's just mind-boggling. Well, if, if we were, have, if we had this same podcast and we set ourselves up in Victoria, and you know, friends of our age, like just the, to buy just our first home, we'd be saying, "Oh, we're going to be spending about a million bucks." Yeah, like as if it was you know um, rolling off the tongue because that's what we had to do. So, um, but for Tassie, it's just such an extraordinary. Um, I had to write the contract the other day, John, and I had to get it in my head how to write a million dollars. I was like, "Jeez, this is yeah, how many enough zeros?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not used to it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only a little northern suburbs agent. I don't sell million dollar places. <laughs> but it just goes to show, hey, like um, it, the the reality of our expectations has started to change dramatically. Mm. Um, and I, from what I can gather too, is um, uh, a lot of the market have probably a little bit more um, accepted of it and expect it. Um, as opposed to those of us that are transacting in it daily. In many ways, hey, like, if we consider and look in the future of what the demographic of Hobart's going to be, it seems to be a growing affluent society. People moving down from selling larger homes, um, the job prospects of higher-paid remote options available, um, that, you know, we are becoming a wealthier state and, you know, it's... I suppose a lot of us didn't really think about it, but now with tourism and job options and um, lifestyle, lifestyle and it's natural beauty natural. and no cable car, they're all things people love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also too, it's like lack of availability. It's really yeah. hard to get in. So, you know, it's, it's you know, it, I guess it was always going to come. It was just a matter of time. So, yeah, I guess at that top end of the market, yeah, it is, it is quite tricky to um, – you've got to be saving your pennies that way. But, yeah, we still – are seeing affordable options at the other end. It's just maybe not right in the centre of Hobart. It's um, yeah, that sprawl you, you of got, yeah, you got to you got to spread your net a bit wider. Is yeah. basically the the idea for those people listening that are on that end of the spectrum. But at the other end of the spectrum, if you're at the top end of the market, you're probably not listening to this. But you're also probably um, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you're probably <laughs> needing to look north of a million dollars. <laughs> You got to know your audience, Pat. You got to know. We have hated on ourselves a lot (laughs) in this episode. What a self-deprecating episode this one's been. (laughs) But shout out to our friends out there. Oh, well, fun as always. (laughs) Always fun to be in the studio. Always fun to try and cut this together. So it might be a bit of a Frankenstein episode, but there's definitely something in there. I wouldn't try too hard, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Let this one run. 
Shout out to everybody out there uh, that is sticking with the Property Pod. And look, the people that are stopping and saying good day yeah. and letting us know that they do listen, we do really appreciate it. Yeah, I was going to say, I really appreciate it. It's quite yeah. nice. Yeah, no, thank you for listening to the rot that we put out. Um, <laughs> we'll be back next week. We promise we will. We are a weekly show. Um, and we'll see you all next week for more fun adventures on the Property Pod. See you guys. We'll look, we'll wait for the uh, for um, John's sideshow, your story time. With the <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes me think of you. Remember when um, Samuel Jackson read like the "Go the F to Sleep" book? That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye. bye. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.